Hello, welcome back. I'm feeling great right now. Um, I had a really nice beer. I had an Asahi, but then I thought I was going to lose this really nice buzz before I started this podcast. So I just did a shot of whiskey. So I'm feeling fantastic. And we have to jump right into this before this all goes downhill. So today we are going to be talking about animals and their relationship to music. We don't get into too much of like the nitty gritty, but we do spit out a lot of fun facts um, and interesting things that I hope you find useful for that fun party trick um, when you go to a party when this is all over. Um, yeah, okay. Feeling good. Feeling great. Um, let's just let's just hop right into it. I've got a lot of fun um, sound bites for you to hear for this one that I go to to reference so you don't have to look them up yourselves. Um, so uh, here, here we go. So, so we're going to start and we're just going to, we're just going to rattle off a few fun facts about animals and music, things you didn't know. And then we'll get a bit more into the physiological, the psychological, the science behind it. So um, this is a fun opener. Can Skrillex protect against mosquito bites? Um, so, all right, I'll show you, I'll show you Skrillex first. This is my, this is our first sound bite. We're jumping right into it. All right. I've gone we're about a minute in. Ready? Okay. Takes me back. Really takes me back. Um, okay. So that was Skrillex. And it, this is actually from this clip. Um, from this song, Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites. Um, so, female mosquitoes. I will now be referring to them as mozzies. Were, quote, entertained by scary monsters and nice sprites. Um, when this song was played, they landed less frequently on their host. Now, there's not a lot of science to back up the fact that it was just the noise. Or it was just the actual song that deterred them from landing on their host. Um, it actually might have to do with just the music presence in general. Um, so it's a bit important to know about mating rituals of mosquitoes to understand this. So male mozzies identify females by the lower buzzing tone of their wings. And they raise their frequency of their buzzing to match the females in order to mate. So this buzzing, it seems to be, is a crucial way of life. And it doesn't really connect... But um, it is possible that the dubstep music interrupted these noises and actually made it difficulty for them, difficult for them to mate. Now, how does this relate to the Skrillex? I think it's mostly just the fact that it was like a distraction, an interruption that they couldn't, they wouldn't go into, um, wouldn't bite. Yeah, I know. I hear you. I hear it. Doesn't sound very um, conclusive. So I know. I understand. But we'll move on. It's fine. Um, 2009 Harvard study, so you know it's a big deal, uh, found that animals that display vocal mimicry, so for example, lots of birds, parrots, cockatoos, cockatiels, were the best at staying in time with music. So like, you know, those beats, just stomping your foot with the beat. Actually, if you've seen the video of Snowball, the dancing cockatiel, I highly recommend you check that out right now. That is, I watch that video whenever I need to pick me up. It is so good. So good. Um, another fun fact, a 2001 study showed that cows produce more milk when listening to slower and calmer music. Um, so researchers over a period of nine weeks 
alternated between fast music, slow music, and silence for 12 hours a day. I'm assuming they went like one day fast, one day slow, one day silence, one day fast, one day slow, one day silence. Um, and the calming music, they produced more milk. So the calming music, um, for example, was Mozart's pastoral symphony, which I think is hilarious because pastoral and pasture and this utopia, picturing these cows just grazing and producing this milk, not like they are in factory farms like we talked about a few weeks ago, but moving on. Um, cows produced 3% more milk when listening to calming music. That is 0.7 liters per cow per day. That's a lot. So that's just an early liter, but still more. Um, this is a fun fact I had no idea about. So Kobe beef is apparently the most expensive beef in the world. Um, it's produced in part by playing classical music to the cows. There are lots of other steps. I didn't really go into it because it's not the topic of today's episode, but I thought this was really interesting. I had no idea this beef was the most expensive or most popular for whatever reason. Um, but it's a variety of Wagyu, which is a Japanese cattle beef called Tahimagyu, gyu, gyu, Tahimagyu, I think, that is raised in very strict standards, um, in the prefecture of Hyogo. Um, this beef is called Kyo, um, Kobe beef, um, because the capital city of Hyogo is Kobe. So amongst a whole bunch of things, including classical music, apparently, um, they're given special feed, longer periods of fattening, and apparently... Apparently classical music. Apparently Mozart. Um, I don't know. I don't know what classical music they're playing them. I just know they are. Apparently. Um, this is a funny one. I enjoy this quote just because I like... Or this fact because it's... I just like sharks. But... Sharks appear scarier if accompanied by sinister music. But really isn't anything. Like everything seems scarier when the overtone is very scary music. Um, I mean, like, if you put a picture of anyone or some film of anyone and you put scary music, it'd be quite intimidating. I mean, I know we do that, like, the association of Jaws and that na That really freaks people out. Especially if you're just, I remember being a kid in the pool and that someone just starting to sing that and you were like, there's a shark in this pool. Definitely, 100%. Um, But, yeah, but this is an interesting one. To spin that fact, um, this is a really good thing to know for nature documentaries um, because um, soundtrack is so important for setting the mood. Um, We can help bring a more positive image to sharks. So, you know, shark footage and just like... It's beautiful. You are going to be... you're going to have to endure my singing for this episode. I hope that's not too uh, too much to ask. If it is, you can turn off right now because it's not going to stop me. Um, okay, here's a fun one. Crocodiles. Crocodiles? Oh, boy. Crocodiles. They like classical music. Wow, the ruin. That, that headline was ruined because I said crocodiles. Crocodiles like classical music, which is revolutionary in itself because that's amazing. Um, but this also may uncover clues about how the nervous system has evolved because crocodiles are an ancient vertebrae. Um, there are a really good link between birds and dinosaurs. So it's a really good point to study, um, is this reaction to classical music, this nervous system, how it's evolved, what does it have to do with dinosaurs, birds, and the continued evolution of ancient vertebrates. Um, 
2016 University of Glasgow study found that soft rock and reggae relax dogs the most. And then another study found that they slept the most when listening to classical music. So here it is, this classical music, it does, like it does us, like it does humans. It's very calming to listen to. It's not something you would listen to if you want to get pumped up for the day or pumped up for a night out. Uh, That's more Skrillex, but listening to classical music really soothes us. And I don't get into why that is. Um, That's not the science I'm trying to uncover today, Um, but it is a really interesting one. I don't even know if we know that, why classical music relaxes us. Um, Something to think about, something to research for yourself. Um, What we do know, however, is that dogs adjust their howling to the sounds they hear. Um, I can prove this for a fact based on my dog. Um, He likes to get into tone with us when we sing and howl really loud. Um, but there was actually an observational study done where two coyotes were observed howling and they were adjusting their notes so that they were always in different tones. Um, it's believed that this was to show that there are, I mean, we always like to add into animal studies. We really like to, you know, avoid the human bias. Don't portray our, um, kind of own biases onto these animals. So we like to say, it's believed to say that, the it was to show that there are two territorial coyotes in an area, which makes sense. They're different volumes. It's the same. There's two coyotes here. Hey, other coyotes, watch out. But who is to say? I mean, there's this fine line. We go back and forth, this anthropomorphizing, this not, etc. They're just like us. They're also not. Um, it's very gray. Um, but who's to say they weren't just harmonizing? They weren't just enjoying playing, making music for themselves. Um, moving on, Michael, um, he was a gorilla, um, he enjoys the singing of Luciano Pavarotti, and actually refused to go outside when a program of Luciano's was on, which I just think is fantastic, so I am going to show you Luciano Pavarotti, um, singing a classic Ave Maria. Beautiful. Um, These are the fun sound bites I picked up today. Um, So, okay, here's a good one. We're going to talk about um, Charles Snowden in a minute, um, but he is an animal psychologist. Um, And we'll get more into his details in a minute, but going on the topic of animal fun facts, cats. So Snowden and Savage, which is a colleague of his, um, visited 47 households with cats and played two classical songs, And two songs developed for felines. Now, when we say developed for felines, I will get into that a bit. Um, Just give me a second. Young and old cats reacted most positively to the music, and middle-aged cats were indifferent, which sounds about the same for all of us, right? Middle-aged, indifferent. Um, There's a website you can go to, www.musicforcats.com. Really interesting stuff, because now I'm about to explain it. Here we go. Um, so, music for cats. David T.A.T., cellist for the National Symphony Orchestra, teamed up with Snowden to make music for cats. So, Charles Snowden. He's an animal psychologist. 
Um, he says that animals enjoy, quote, species-specific music. Um, these are tunes especially designed using the pitches, tones, and tempos that are familiar to their species. So using humans as a good example, as a comparative, um, humans enjoy music that falls within our acoustic vocal range and tones that we understand. Um, and we enjoy a tempo similar to human heartbeats, which is very interesting and makes sense. Did you know, actually, when heartbeats are over a soundtrack in films, that our heartbeats sync up to that? So when you hear, like, the ba-boom, 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 in, like, a horror film. I think there's an incredible scene in The Platoon. The Platoon? In Platoon. Um, that... <sighs> has a heartbeat over top and I think you I remember having it sink or I remember my one of my professors telling me your heartbeat sinks to that which is interesting side note I've been going through this thing do you guys think Willem Dafoe is sexy because I saw him in platoon and he was very sexy in platoon but was that just because he was all dirtied up and like torn t-shirt all that good stuff, or is it because he's actually good looking? I call this the Willem Dafoe effect. Uh, I would really like to in- encourage your responses to this. I'll I'll show you some. I'll show you some pictures. I'll let you guys. Let me know. Let me know. Because none of my friends think I'm. Everyone thinks I'm crazy. Um, moving on, <laughs> Willem Dafoe, my boy. Um, so animals, obviously, they have different heart rates, so they enjoy different tempos, um, and their vocal ranges. Um, differ from ours and also certain pitches and vocal ranges um, mean different things to them right so a high-pitched cry might mean danger so they wouldn't really enjoy listening to high-pitched music because it reminds them of danger etc etc so then obviously animals may enjoy different music to us Um, and also I have to take a deep breath oh this is exciting animals have different heart rates um so they enjoy different tempos and their vocal ranges i just read the exact same quote oh my goodness here we go what a day all right animals we're moving on we've heard that we've heard about different heart rates animals lack relative pitch um who's messaging me animals lack relative pitch meaning that they do not appreciate music as much as we do but we might um, refute this later in the podcast um but lacking relative pitch means that they can recognize a sequence of notes, which is absolute pitch. But when you put these notes into an entirely different key, they can't recognize the notes anymore. So there's a music study done of tamarins, um, which is a type of monkey. They have vocalizations three times higher than humans. um, And their heart rate is twice as fast. So I'm going to show you a clip. I'm going to show you. You're going to listen to a clip of the golden lion tamarin monkey call. All right, here we go. Very high pitched, right? Right. Okay. So now that you know that, um, songs that sound high or shrill to us, they actually enjoyed. And it actually made them quite active. Um, so that's another interesting one. We're just going through all these fun facts. Um, dogs, such as a... Dogs. Dogs such as... Starting again. 
so dogs. We talked about this a few episodes ago. Dogs, how great they are. How many breeds there are who just stemmed from like one great ancestor. Dogs have such a wide variety of breeds. Um, they don't really have a set liking of music. Uh, so, for example, larger breeds like Labs or Mastiffs, who tend to have a lower bark, um, have music similar taste to those of adult male humans. Um, and they also just tend to enjoy a lot of the music that humans enjoy because of the same acoustics, which is very interesting. It's also very interesting how my old dog, who was a lab, really responded to my dad's voice and my dad's tone, which says something maybe about the, this thinking on he's on the same level and he can only respond to him as he's the authority figure. And when whereas like higher pitched, my mother and myself and my brother when he was younger um, wouldn't respond to as much. Very interesting. And that's why, like, we go lower maybe when we talk to our dogs. Or just get angry at people. Something to discuss. Um, in humans, we see different psychological and physiological effects from listening to music. That's pretty self-explanatory, really. You know, you listen to some music, it makes you feel good. Um, makes you feel, reduces your stress. This is also seen in animals. Um, reduces stress, reduces heart rate reduces blood pressure. Um, Music perception in humans is processed in several areas of the brain, including the cortex and the subcortex, which is what we're touching on because we're going to move into that now. So the primary auditory cortex in humans and other animals, some other animals, can process relative pitch. So remember we talked about that. So in some animals, we can see it. We can see a sequence of notes in different keys. Entrainment, E-N-T-R-A-I-N-M-E-N-T, is another word for our ability to synchronize external rhythm. So we talked about parrots being able to really get into the groove, tapping their feet to the song. Um, Because humans and animals have different sensitivities to certain sound frequencies, humans and animals perceive music differently. So... So... Obviously, this changes the way we listen to music. This changes the way that we react to certain music. So, lots of studies have been done of how of the physiological and the psychological effects of music on certain animals. So, rats were exposed to Mozart's piano sonata K448. I'm going to give you a sound bite. Sorry, I couldn't just cut that one off. It was just, it just kept going up and up and up, that crescendo. Um, So, Mozart, beautiful. Um, So rats were exposed to this piano sonata from just two weeks of age. And it actually enhanced their learning during auditory signal detection tasks and sound duration discriminating tasks. Do you know what that means? Me neither. So we'll just move on. Um... Listening to classical music can temporarily improve spatial temporal reasoning. So I actually know what this is. I don't know. I don't not know everything. Um, spatial temporal reasoning is just the ability to 
uh, conceptualize 3D relationships of objects in space and time, but the nicer way to quote is mentality manipulate them as a succession of transformations over a period of time. So the ability to conceptualize the three-dimensional relationships of objects in space and to mentally manipulate them. Um, this is what largely based the Mozart effect, um, which happened, which came about in the early 1990s, I think, um, where everyone was saying, this is the whole thing. If you play classical music to your unborn child, um, it'll make them smarter, improve learning, improve, they'll, they'll have improved learning skills is the term that they use. Um, which is not entirely wrong. Music can affect the brain's development and neuroplasticity. Um, learning, impro- um, improving memory and learning ability. Um, so the fun conclusion to this is that the effects of music exposure are similar between animals and humans. Um, so it's incredibly crucial to continue this study in laboratory animals and looking at animal welfare. Um, but again, like we talked about, it's not the same for all species. Some species like certain styles, um, pitches, tones, different music genres, um, and also the situation is incredibly important. So this is just a little fun um, animals and music episode that I've done for you guys. Um, If you'd like to listen more, we are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and other places. And if you want to follow and keep in touch, check for updates. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And that is all I have to say to you today. All right. I hope you're enjoying yourselves. I hope you're having a good self-isolation quarantine time. Again, still looking for hobby ideas, so please send those my way. All right. Thanks. Bye. A absolutely huge thank you to my friend Josh, who did a lot of the research for this week's episode. Um, really definitely this week could not have been done without you because I had a very lazy, unproductive week. So that is very much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we are going to get him on the podcast soon. So you don't have to just listen to my annoying voice. Um, but yeah, stay in touch guys, Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the good stuff. (laughs) Ha 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 